many of the problems we face are caused by the fact that we have replaced, we have made resources to become the source. We have made the things that were supposed to be resources, sources. A source is the origin of something. While a resource is something that is available to be used. In other words, resources are the things that we use and source is the place where we get those things from. Most of the troubles we face in our lives, all the chaos we see in our communities, and all the unrest we are experiencing around the world are caused by one thing. People have turned resources into a source. We face trouble, chaos, hurts, because we have turned resources into a source. God is the source of everything. God is a source. And everything else is supposed to be just resources. Money, power, education, and everything around us was supposed to be used as means and not the end. Because they are resources and that's what they are. They're supposed to be just resources. God is the source of everything. And instead of chasing the source, we get busy chasing resources. How much money do you need to achieve financial satisfaction? How much resources? What resources do you need to find happiness in life? How many relationships? How much influence or affluence do you need? To find fulfillment. God is looking for people who acknowledge him as the source. Prayer is the tool designed by God to help us keep our focus on the source. Prayer was designed, was given to us so that we can maintain the right perspective which is keeping our eyes to the source and not the resources. And today, we are going to look at the reasons we pray. Essential work, part three, why we should pray. There are many reasons why people pray. People of different religions claim to pray. But from the Old Testament, God has established prayer for specific reasons. God of heaven has established prayer for specific reasons, and let's mention a few today. The first reason why God has established prayer is because prayer changes us. The first reason why we should pray is because prayer changes us. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the weary and strengthens the powerless. Youth may faint and grow weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Stay with me. 
In the part one of this series, we defined prayer as communication, communion, and confidence in God. By confidence, we mean, we meant trust in God. Those who pray, trust God. Those who trust God, pray. We said prayer is confidence in God. Prophet Isaiah tells us that those who trust in the Lord are changed. So those who have confidence in the Lord, they are transformed. They are changed. And how does that happen? New King James Version says, those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. My version was a whole man Christian study Bible. But New King James says those who wait in the Lord. My version says those who trust in the Lord. Other versions will say those who hope in the Lord. Those who hope, those who trust, those who put trust in the Lord, those who pray, those who wait. Waiting on the Lord is not a passive act. It is active. It refers to maintaining a relationship with God. It is the act of praying and trusting God until something happens. It's not just those who wait, drinking coffee and watching TV. Those who wait in prayer. This waiting one is not passive. It is active. They are doing something. So let's come back to that statement. In other words, it says this. Those who pray will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not faint. There are four promises to those who pray in this verse. They will renew their strength. They will fly. They will run. And then they will walk. Four promises in this verse for those who pray. We discussed the renewal of strength in part one, so I'm not going back there today. Let's, let's, let's talk about the other two. Soaring like eagles. Those who pray will soar like eagles. Soaring like eagles. If you pray, you will soar, you will fly like an eagle. How does it happen? Let's talk about soaring and perspective. When you fly, you see things from a bird viewpoint. When you pray, you see life, life from a bird view. Does it make sense? Are you with me? Soaring like an eagle. Most of the problem we face in life, we face them because we are looking at them on our level. Some of them are taller than us. Some of them are wider than us. Some problems are even mountains in front of us. So we can't see the other side. We can't see what is behind the problem. When you soar like an ego, when you pray, God takes you from your location and Put and, and, and take you up so that you can have the broader view of the situation. You can see beyond the problem. You get a new perspective. What is that perspective? God's perspective of the problem. Prayer gives you a new perspective of the problem. You soar like an ego. You begin to see at the problem from an ego's viewpoint. You soar like an ego. 
Prayer changes perspective. Before even God can move your mountain, he makes sure you see it the way he sees it. Before even God can remove your problem, he makes sure you see your problem from his perspective if you are praying. God's perspective is the right perspective. Most of the problems we face are opportunities in life. If God will remove all problems ahead of us, we will never grow, we will never make progress in life. If God will remove every problem in front of you, you will never grow. My children tell me the reason why we have strength in our bodies is because the, 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 the earth, how do you call the thing that pulls us down again? I know it in French, pesanteur. Gravity in, in English, gravity, not gravity, gravity. There is a T there. Because it keeps pulling us, so when we walk, we make some effort to walk, it keeps us strong. It's a problem we overcome. Every time we walk, gravity is a problem we are, we are overcoming, and that keeps us healthy. Can you imagine that? If you go to another planet when there is no gravity, your body will start to feel weak and weaker and weaker. Why? Because there's no gravity. You're not exercising. Can you imagine how everything works for our good? Most of the progresses humanity has made have been triggered by the attempt to solve a problem. You will go a long way with a right perspective in life. Someone wrote this. Vision is the ability to see God's presence, to perceive God's power, to focus on God's plan in spite of the obstacles. Vision is the ability to see above and beyond the majority. Vision is perception, reading the presence and power of God into one's circumstances. I sometimes think of vision as looking at life through the lens of God's eyes, seeing situations as he sees them. Too often we see things not as they are, but as we are. Think about that. Vision has to do with looking at life with a divine perspective, reading the scene with God in clear focus. Whoever wants to live differently in the system must correct his or her vision. This is what God does when we pray. He gives us a new perspective of the problem. And when you don't pray, you keep seeing that mountain in front of you. I can't move forward because this mountain is here. I can't move forward. I can't move forward. No, it's because you are not praying. That's why you can't see beyond the problem. A shoe manufacturer who decided to open a Congo market sent two salesmen to the villages. One salesman, salesman kept back. Prospect here, Neil. No one wears shoes. The other salesman reported enthusiastically, market potential, terrific. Everyone is barefooted. Look at how perspective can change things. One went there, said, people are not wearing shoes, no opportunity. Another person went there, so no one is wearing shoes, said, this is it. God's perspective. God's perspective. 
When we pray, God opens our eyes to see things as he sees them. We begin to see life as God sees it. Challenges become opportunities. You will go a long way with a right perspective in life. Prayer does not only change your perspective like an ego. It also gives you the ability to run. That's the second thing. It says they will run. Not only they will sow, they will also run. So let's see what run means. Running and speed. The praying person can achieve in a short time what other people spend a lifetime trying to achieve on their own. Prayer is the oil that facilitates the acceleration of the locomotive of God's will in your life. Let me say that again. Prayer is the oil that facilitates the acceleration of the locomotive of God's will in your life. Without prayer, the will of God is stuck. When we pray, we give God our consent to move in our lives. The more we pray, the faster God's will moves in our lives. Two men and one lady were hiking through a forest. When they came upon a large, raging, violent river, Needing to get to the other side of the river, the first man decided to swim across and finish in about two hours, having almost drowned twice. After witnessing that, the second man made a boat, just put some woods together, some timber together, and he was able to row across in about an hour after almost capsizing once, the second man. Seeing what happened to the first two men, the lady prayed, God, please give me the strength, the tools, and the intelligence to cross this river. Poof. God reminded to check the map. Hiked one kilometer upstream and walked across the bridge. It only took her 20 minutes. Man. When we face challenges, we don't think about God. Man, we don't even read. We don't even read uh, manuals. That's what happened there. The, the, the first one was about to die. Simply because he thought he's strong enough to cross it alone. The second one thought he was clever. At least to make a boat. The problem was easy. Just check the map. There is a bridge there. Ladies, God bless you. When you pray, you get God's speed to go further, faster. But you don't just go where you want to go. You don't just go where you want to go. God takes you where he wants you to go and not the other way around. Sometimes we want God to go where we want to go. No, God takes you where he wants to go. It is his will, not our will. Prayer positions us for what God has already planned. It does not talk God into something he did not want to do. It leads us to where God's mind is. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Most of the times we don't see God's perspective because we are not listening to what God is saying. We are not paying attention to what he's showing us. 
We just want him to do what we want, not what his will is. We go to God with our agenda, trying to use him to follow our plans. One of the most powerful prayers you can pray is to ask God, what is your will? What is your will? The best attitude a Christian can, may have is to be flexible to the will of God. We can make plans, but we need to remain sensitive when God decides to change our plans. Prayer shapes you to become what God has already wanted you to be. In summary, Isaiah said this, prayer renews strength. It gives us God's perspective by soaring on wings like eagles. It speeds up the process as we run and not grow weary. And finally, we keep moving as we walk and not faint. As we walk and not faint. We keep moving. We keep making progress. So you saw, you run, keep moving if you pray. Secondly, Prayer changes things. The first one was prayer changes us. The second one is prayer changes things. James chapter 5 verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It is powerful and it's effective. The Bible says prayer is effective. It changes things. We pray because prayer changes circumstances. Prayer brings protection and provision. When Mikris was just two weeks old, I will never forget the situation where he started to cry, 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 and there were rushes all across his body, and we didn't know what was happening. We went to the hospital. They taught us he couldn't even even in, even take anything. So it was really bad. The situation was bad. We kept praying, praying. We went to the hospital and they told us he's got like a blood infection or something. You, you know something is bad when they call like 10 doctors around you. They called so many doctors, like 10 doctors around him. And we know, we knew that something was wrong. It's not out of love the doctors will come around you. you not know, like they love you so much they come around you. No. When there is an issue, a serious issue, they come around you. They came around our son, and they were all like busy. We knew something was wrong. We kept praying, kept praying, we kept praying. We didn't know what was happening. They put a, a drip on him, and it was really bad. We stayed there like for a week. And one day, a lady came out of nowhere. She just appeared in the room. My wife, there were other people in that room, but we don't know why. At this particular moment, no one else was in the room. There were other children and their parents in the room throughout the time that we were there. But this particular day and time, there was nobody in the room except this lady who came and entered the room. My wife was there. Me, Chris, was there. And this, prayer, this lady asked, can I pray for you? And my wife said, yes. She laid hand on me, Chris, prayed for him, and left we never saw her again till now. But this is what happened after the prayer. After the prayer, Mikri stopped crying. The same day, the rashes dried. She start, he started to breastfeed. To breastfeed or to breastfeed? 
breath drink. And the following day we were discharged. And he never got sick anymore till now. Look at how prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. Don't let anyone fool you. Prayer changes things. It does. It does. I believe in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. We must pray because it works. We must pray because it's effective. We must pray because it changes things. We pray to fight against demonic forces. Jesus said, however, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Matthew chapter 17 verse 21. Some situations will only change if we pray. Most challenges we face are spiritual. We must respond in prayer. Receive God's perspective, then act. Don't just rush to the doctor. Pray first, then go to the doctor. The prayer will lead you to the right doctor. The prayer will lead the doctor to the right diagnosis. The prayer will lead the, the doctor to the right prescription. Pray first. Some situations that we face are spiritual. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to tell you this. I've seen, I've seen diseases being healed by prayer that are not necessarily biological. I'm not saying every sickness is spiritual. Some sicknesses require a panadol. Others, only prayer. How will you know that this one is spiritual, this one is not? We need to pray for all of them. We pray for divine provision. Jesus commanded us to ask for divine provision. He said, give us today our daily bread. Matthew chapter 6 verse, eight, verse 11. Jesus himself said, pray for your provision every day. Pray for divine guidance. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. James chapter 1 verse 5. We pray for divine protection. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13. Pray for divine protection. Have you realized that Job never prayed this prayer? Do you know the story of Job in the Bible? Job was tempted. Lost all seven children. All his wealth. We don't see where Job prayed, do not lead me into temptation. He didn't. Satan went before God to ask for permission to go and tempt Job. Job never went before God to cancel that request. Read the Bible. There is no account of Job going before God to ask God to cancel that. That's what happens to those who don't pray. Satan requests something against you and you are okay with it. We need to go before God and say, God, no. That's why Jesus said, pray do not lead us into temptation. We can cancel certain requests from the enemy if we pray. God will allow trial, not temptation, in our lives. Because temptation is what Satan does to destroy you. Trial is what God does to expand you. God initiated trial in your life to expand you. That was, for Job, that was not a trial to expand him. That was Satan's attempt to destroy him. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray that he will not lead us into temptation. That God will prevent Satan from destroying us. From bringing anything that can destroy us. The good news is, God turns 
our temptation into trials when we pray. And if we don't, most often Satan takes advantage of trials to tempt us. If we don't pray, something may be meant to do good and Satan will turn it to destroy you if you don't pray. Finally, prayer changes everything. It changes us, it changes things, and it changes everything. You will be wondering, why did I say, why did he say, Prayer changes us, it changes things. Why didn't he just start by everything? If it changes us and it changes things, then it changes everything. No, there is a reason why I went in that order. I would like you to approach prayer in that order. First, we must pray to be changed. We go before God so that he can change us. He can change our perspective. He can change us. Secondly, we go before God so that things can be changed. But after all those things have been done, after we've been changed, all things have been changed, our world is changed. The reality around us is changed. Everything changes. And I will explain what that means. When things change, God receives the glory. When everything changes, when we change, when our situation changes, the, the, the whole purpose of God changing us, the whole purpose of God changing our circumstances is to receive the glory. It's for his glory. Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 10. Therefore you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 13b, for yours is the kingdom and power and the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. The purpose of prayer is reflected in the introduction and the conclusion of the Lord's prayer. The purpose of prayer is to honor God's name, to establish his kingdom, and to ensure his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. God created us as his agent so he can continue to reign on earth through us the purpose of prayer is primarily to glorify god when we shift our focus from the resources and move it to the source we glorify the source we glorify the source when we shift our focus from things toward god we magnify god the Lord's prayer is designed to magnify God. It is designed to keep our focus to the source, not to us. Yahweh, not to us, but to your name give glory. Because of your faithful love, because of your faith, your truth. Psalm 115 verse 1. Not to me, not to you, not to us, but to God. To your name give the glory. God does not heal you to give you glory. God does not bless you so that you can look different from others. God does not do anything for you for you. Everything he does is for him. Maybe you didn't know that. God is not your servant. God is not your tool. We are his servant. God wants to use us, not the other way around. Sometimes we want to use God. God does not want to be used not to us, not to us, but to your name give glory. 
He, cre he created us to glorify him. He made us so that he can use us, not us, using him. There are two ways to make something bigger, to magnify something, to glorify something. You magnify it, you magnify it by using a magnifier, glasses maybe, or you get closer to it. Only two ways you can make something bigger. Because you glorify what you make bigger in your life. If God is bigger than your problem, you glorify God. If your problem is bigger than God in your life, you glorify the problem. Because you've gotten closer to the problem more than closer to God. Or you have magnified the problem more than you have magnified God. And God is saying, would you magnify me? Would you get closer to me? The more you magnify God and you get closer to him, he gets bigger and bigger in your life. And the more praise he receives from you. The reason why you don't praise God is because he's become smaller than your problems. Look at you. The way you don't sing, the, more, the reason you don't praise is because you think God has left you. You think God is bad. You think God has forgotten you. And you're, why did God let this happen to me? Your problem has become bigger than God in your heart. And you can't praise him anymore. He created us to praise him. There are only two types of people on earth. Those who praise him voluntarily and those who will praise him mandatorily. Listen to this church before we finish. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10. So that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow. Of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every knee will bow. You can choose to praise God with your life today or you will be forced to praise him one day. The choice is yours. You can get distracted with problems and that's what the enemy wants. Or you can magnify God and praise him now. Or you will do it anyway one day. The purpose of prayer is to praise God. The purpose of prayer is for us to align our hearts in this position we were created to stay, which is giving God glory. When we acknowledge that for him is the kingdom and for him is power and for him is the glory forever, 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 everything changes. Everything changes because the problems in your life don't define you anymore, but the greatness of God does. Everything changes because you don't see your life as Satan wants you to see it. You see life as God sees it. Everything changes. Everything changes because Satan cannot stop you anymore. Everything changes. When you pray, everything changes. I just want to comment on giving God glory. Glorifying God is putting him on display. It's advertising him or highlighting him. You know what? We ascribe glory to people based on what they do or what they look like. We ascribe glory. We, we respect, we glorify people. We, go, we say your honor when we go to the courts. Before the judge, we say your honor. We ascribe glory to people. We ascribe glory to the prime minister or to the police. When we see a police in the uniform, we ascribe glory to them. We give it to them. If they are fired, we take it back. 
If they do something wrong, we take it back. Sometimes we don't even ascribe glory to the prime minister. You should look at his Instagram. People don't ascribe glory to him. Most people, in fact. Why? They take it back when they are not happy with him. You can ascribe glory to someone and all take it back. But here is the thing. God's glory is not ascribed to him. It is intrinsic. It is what it is. God is glorified even if you don't glorify him. He is glorified. It's intrinsic glory. Nobody gave it to him. What wet is to water. What heat is to fire. Glory is to God. Intrinsic. You can't separate them. So what happens when you glorify God? He reflects his glory on you and then you reflect it to the world. When you glorify God, you become like the moon. The moon receives light from the, from the sun and then pushes, reflects it to the, to the earth. When we glorify God, his glory on us is reflected to people in our lives. And that's what God wants. God wants people to see his glory on us. That will only happen if you glorify him. The more you glorify God, the more you reflect glory. The more you glorify God with your word, with, you know what? Worship can be done in your heart. Because worship is an attitude. Praise is not an attitude. Praise is verbal. You have to say it. You can't praise just in your head. You need to praise. It's an expression. Praise should be spoken. Some Christians are too serious to praise God. Too serious to, to, to express their praise to God. To glorify God. No, I worship in my heart. No, say it with your word. We want to hear it. The devil wants to hear it. Needs to hear it. That's, he doesn't want to hear it. He needs to hear it. Demons need to hear it. The world needs to hear it. So prayer is designed to reflect God's glory. When you praise someone, you are acknowledging what the person has done. Advertising the beauty of the person. I love to praise my wife. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Miss Universe. That is praising someone. You say it. You don't just think it. Praise God. Just say it. Let the world know you praise God. Let the world know you worship Jesus. And that reflection will come on you. The light that God will enlighten on you will be reflected to the world because you praise him. So in summary, prayer changes us. Prayer changes things. And prayer changes everything.